Hi, good evening, everyone. I'm Tiffany Joyner, and tonight's Primetime Power Show interview will be with Pauline Mendo, author of 30 Day Reset, pastor, entrepreneur, and philanthropist. How are you tonight, Pauline? I am amazing. How are you? <laughs> I am well. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I've never heard um, anyone respond to that with such a robust um, response. response. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you. you know, sometimes you have to set the tone, right? Amen. Amen. I like that. I like that. So let's get into this amazing interview, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so first, let's focus on your life and ministry. I'd like to talk a little bit about that. And um, I'm just curious, how did you find yourself walking into that calling? Um, did you face any doubts or apprehension from others? Just curious about how that came about and how you walked into that. Well, um, I was um, I had, uh, was an black activist and um, extremely vocal about yes. certain political um, views. And um, I found myself, um, you know, uh, going through, you know, what they would say at a fork of a road in, in the sense of my life. And um, I was um, filled with a lot of hatred in my heart. Mm. Um, but yet I felt empowered, right? Because I felt that history and understanding your ancestor or your history, understanding your, uh, what your background per se was, was enough fulfillment. But yet I found myself very empty, um, um, angry, um, and also just dealing with unforeseen forces that, that, you know, it wasn't enough to, to really, you know, my, my, my awareness of where I came from, um, which, you know, is from West Africa, Cameroon, um, yes. born in England, you know, I, I thought that that was, that would be the key, the key to unlock the depression, the key to unlock the suicidal thoughts, the key to unlock all of these family secrets and just the dysfunctions, right, of, 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 of just of my life and, and, you know, channeling through um, history, channeling through um, knowledge and power, but yet, you know, dysfunction um, uh, on the inside and, and dysfunctioned um, in, a, uh, in an obscured way. And um, I had uh, an encounter um, uh, from uh, uh, my cousin traveled from France um, and she had a, a conversion and she was mm. changed and um, she traveled to come see us and I saw something on her and, and she was very, very, um, kept talking about this man named Jesus and the man that I knew named Jesus was very frail, weak, um, being that I came, uh, was brought up. Uh, through Catholicism, I didn't yes. understand Jesus Christ, the resurrector, and the life and the power of the cross. I just saw a frail man that was innocently um, uh, beaten, hung, and killed by jealousy and envy. And thought, you know, how pathetic, right? Um, with, with, yes. the, with the so-called knowledge I knew. And then, you know, I would, you know, resist um, those that would you know, come to me about uh, um, the evangelical gospel and, and would say, no, I think that, you know, you've been misled. I know who I am, you know, as an African-American, mm-hmm. as an African woman. And um, and so being my cousin came from France, I saw this transition, right? 
I saw the glow. I saw a, a glow of, and a peace that I couldn't really put my finger on. And um, and I saw this change. And, and I remember she would get up early in the morning at 5 a.m., would break, you know, open up her Bible, would begin to pray. And then she kept talking about this man. And I kept saying, who is she talking about? Who is this Jesus <laughs> she's talking about? And I yeah. assure you that um, I saw something in her. I saw some, and she said, listen, I need to go to a church, you know, just take me to a, a Christian church. So, you know, of course, um, right down the street, around the corner, we had a, a Southern Baptist uh, Caucasian church, which I didn't know at the time. But as we're walking into this church, I said, oh, my God, look, there's the blue eyed devil preaching this gospel to these people. And, uh, uh, and you know, there he is using the gospel to 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 manipulate people mm. that they have enslaved and this is my mindset going into this service and uh, <laughs> and uh, wow. as i'm walking into this service um the the man you know the, the the preacher's preaching and he's talking and um and we have to go back the first time and i remember being in that service there was a man that was doing praise and worship and i had never heard praise and worship music in that sense i mean it really moved me and i i felt something but i didn't realize a seed was being planted in my heart through the praise and worship leader who happens to be one of the praise and worship leaders that um, were working for Benny Hinn Ministries. And yes. so, I, you know, I had no idea, but the worship was what got really how God got me because he began to plant the seed and break the fallow grounds in my heart. And then we went back again. And this time uh, another preacher came and he began to preach to me. And and he said, it's not about a cross that you wear around your neck or if you cover your hair and you wear a long skirt and you, you know, and all I could think about is, you know, because I was studying to be is, uh, Islam and I wanted to become a Muslim. But yet, you know, I wanted to also be fly. I wanted to be, you know, a fly <laughs> girl. I wanted, you know, I had this amazing body that I worked so hard on. And I was like, I don't know about this conversion. I love, you know, I love what I'm hearing from Khalid Muhammad. I love what the nation of Islam has to say. But I don't know if I'm ready to cover all this, all this beauty up. But I, I, I you know, so as this man is talking, I'm having right. this conversation with my heart. And my heart mm. is saying, and then he says, do you have a relationship with God? And he began to speak in that sense. And I said, well. I don't, you know, I, I know religion. Mm. I know a form of a godliness, right? A godly wisdom, a knowledge, right? Knowledge is power, right? And uh, yeah. that's what I preach, black power. And I, I, I would preach on the streets and they used to call me the preacher, but I was preaching, hallelujah. I was, a, a, I was like Paul, I was persecuting, hallelujah, <laughs> the evangelical. Mm -hmm. Christians around me and um, I would tell them how deceived they were and here I am in this southern Caucasian church this black activist <laughs> who is coming and I'm coming I'm mm. ready you know to to let them have it and say you know right you got to let my people go we're not going to be deceived we're not going to be mentally um enslaved anymore because we know who we are and the black man is God but yet in that moment when he said, do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? It's not about what you put on on the outside. It's not even 
that you're a good person because I felt in my heart I was a good, but see, he was going through the commandments. He was, he was almost, it was like my heart was being exposed. And then I yes. felt a drawing to the altar. He said, if you love to give your life to Jesus Christ, because now he's seated at the right hand of God. He is the resurrector and the life. And he wants to establish a relationship with you. And at that point, I felt something drawing me to the front. And I couldn't explain it. I, I you know, and when I, uh, I got up and my sister who was with me, who, who, who also was, is, uh, you know, studying Islam and was dating a, a five percent at the time, you know, she's like, where do you think you're going? I said, I don't know, but I feel something pulling me to go to the altar. Mm. And I got to the front of the altar and I tell you, they prayed for me. I received Jesus Christ right then and there. And I was filled with the Holy Spirit at a Southern Baptist church. And wow. it was there that, you know, my life began to unfold. And, and it was um, from that time, the journey of, of the call, the vocation of the call came upon my life. And, um, and the journey of having to uh, live this thing out came. And when the call came, um, I was still in college. Um, I heard um, the Lord saying, you know, um, you have to choose between, you know, the narrow world versus the broad road. Um, and I have I have a work for you to do. Mm. And so it was there that he said, I'm going to teach you how to. He said, you used to be a preacher of black power. Now I'm going to teach you how to preach the gospel, the truth, because you were in search of truth. Now, he revealed himself as the truth. Hallelujah. Because I thought I was preaching the truth until I met the truth. And when I had that encounter, I was never the same. And, and I received, um, I received him wholeheartedly. And it was there that he delivered me from the spirit of racism. I, I prayed for a, 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 a precious Caucasian drunk woman that was on a beach. And the Lord spoke to me and I, I began to worship. And she said, she said to me, what's going on? You know, what is that that you said? Some, and, and I began to minister to her. And it's mm. at that point when she said, I want to receive Jesus. She wow. received her drunkenness left. She was sober minded. And we began to pray. And at that point, the Lord said, I just delivered you from the spirit of racism. He said, because I love all people, not just black, not just white people, not just Chinese people, not just Indian. He said, I love all humans, all, you know, the human race. Yeah. And so I, th that was major for me because even when I began to read the Bible, I kept looking at it from, from an African-American perspective of, yeah. of our history of and, and he was like, no, no, I need to break that off of you. And I'm telling you, I got delivered that day. The Lord removed the spirit of hatred out of my heart and gave me our love for all people and began to redirect my path. And because then I knew I understood that he was the truth, the way, the truth and the life. But when I thought I was preaching the truth, the truth revealed himself to me. That's how I know that it doesn't matter what path you take. When you are in search of truth, truth will find you. The truth of who Jesus Christ is will reveal himself to you. Hallelujah. <laughs> so that's my testimony. And that's, you know, part of my, uh, my uh, uh, ministry <laughs> is to minister. Wow. That's, <laughs> yes, that's, wow. That's a powerful ministry, how you just made that conversion. And I love how you talked about how, you know, the analogy or the, the reference to Paul and how yeah. you walked, had similar paths, how, you know, your how how you were condemning others, yeah, and then you were transformed, 
And um, yeah. And then something else you mentioned that really resonated with me, your, your walk through Catholicism, because I can definitely relate to that because I was brought up in the Catholic Church all of my life till I was about wow. 20 years old. Mm. So, um, and I found, I've nev- I never sort of saw Jesus as frail, but I did see him as someone who was a punisher, that if oh, I didn't wow. walk along a certain line, if I didn't mm. follow what he said, that I would be punished. And that's yes. kind of how I... That's what was taught to me in school, that mm-hmm. we should do this because Jesus doesn't like it, and then you'll be punished. And so I was also very fearful. I don't know if you went through that where you were. Yes. And a lot of things were <laughs> rituals, a lot of rituals, yes. Yes. a lot of um, things and practices that never quite made sense to me. I'm, and I'm not at all downing Catholicism at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. But through the lens of a child, it is very confusing and it's daunting. And, um, you know, when yeah. you were talking about Catholicism and how, you know, he was, you know, the frailties of Christ and, and things of that nature. I could, it really resonated with me. And, um, you know, I, I just liked how you went to church for one purpose and came out completely transformed. You went with someone else, you know, and you weren't expecting all of that to happen. So, Not at all. I was, yeah. I, was, I was literally, as the scripture says, that he calls <laughs> you onto himself, right? Yes. You mm-hmm. did not call him. He called you. Literally, exactly. he called me. Like Paul, I was zealous. I was extremely zealous for them to call me the preacher. And then God calls me to preach was, was an irony, right? Because that's mm-hmm. really how it works. You know, you're, you're, but you're here, you know, persecuting, murdering out your mouth speaking blasphemy that was me i was bla- a blasphemer of the god mm-hmm. and god had mercy because he knew that my my he knew the intent of my heart wasn't to to hurt my brothers and sisters but that that i was misguided in my truth as was paul paul had a zeal as a pharisee uh, as a roman right um, yes a, a learned man um and very zealous um but yet misguided you know, yet misguided, and, and, and but he needed to be, hallelujah, he needed to be knocked off his high horse. He needed mm-hmm. to have that encounter, right, with Christ right. because they were persecuted and did not want them to preach in the name of Jesus Christ. And that's when they would, you know, he would, they would, they would martyr them. They would kill them. They would stone them to death. And, 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 and Saul was part of Stephen's you know, part of the crew of people that 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 killed the uh, deacon Stephen to death um, because yes. he was preaching in the name of Jesus Christ. And so when he had his encounter, he knew immediately, called him Lord on the mm-hmm. road called straight. Hallelujah. When I when I think about that, because, you know, he had to get on the road called straight so that God, hallelujah, can straighten him out. Hallelujah. So the truth could be revealed to him. So the scales could be removed from his eyes. And that's how it was for me. The scales had to be removed because of, 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 of the teaching. And, and not to say that what I was saying wasn't true. It was just misguided. Right. It was misguided. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yes. And, and, I, and I believe a lot of us are, especially um, in our initial or early walk as Christians, a lot of us, you know, we're coming from past where we were probably misguided, misled. Especially, like I said, I mentioned before, my walk through Catholicism Catholicism, and and my beliefs about who Christ, who he was, Mm -hmm. you know, and relationship was 
unheard of relationship. You know, you just said prayers and, you know, uh, that was pretty much it. There was no reading of the word. No. Um, We just took everything that, you know, the priest said as gospel, so to speak. Yes. Yes. You know, um, we, there was never any reading on your own and exploring on your own and developing that. And yeah, so, very, very, um, um, very rigid, very yeah, uh, legalistic, absolutely. right? Um, yeah. Um, one of the things I remember that I, I, I used to con- do confessions on my own. I would pray and pray and pray hard. Yeah. And I would say, God, I'm sorry. And I would go right back to the very thing that I asked him. To, and, and I would beat myself up. And I yeah. went through this whole process of con- condemning myself. And even, you know, go as far as, you know, how sometimes I believe we self-inflict ourselves. To make yeah. ourselves feel better, like they used to do, where um, I, I believe uh, the the Jews would take, um, you know, they would wrap themselves in in um, uh, sheep's clothing, and then they'll take, you know, if they've been, you know, the Puritans and certain groups of people would begin to torment. Because I even even in in Catholicism, they they would beat them, beat beat them, beat them, so that the scars can show of their affliction of their sin. Of, of, of what it is that they, you know, it's almost like, you know, a way to almost, it's just like having to uh, present an offering to God to cover for the remission of your sin. So, yeah. you know, another way they would do is they'll beat them. So, and, you know, they will get themselves beat by a priest um, because they, they were sinful. And, and I was thinking that, you know, sometimes that's how we do ourselves spiritually. You know, we beat ourselves, inflict ourselves. And beat ourselves up until, you know, we feel like we are better. But, you know, thank God for the revelation of the blood yes. and of the grace of, of God, the unmerited favor of God uh, and, and the blood of Jesus that, is, you know, covers all sin. Cover, it right. doesn't matter what or what you've done. God will forgive you. And, and he, he, he doesn't remember it once you've confessed that thing. You know what I mean? You don't you don't have. And that's where I think that that's where, you know, people sometimes divert from Catholicism because, you know, that whole legalism and religious rituals and never feeling like you're good enough for God. And it's almost like God will condemn you. Right. You said you felt condemned until you did your confessions to the father. And even then, I still didn't feel any better. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Even and you know what? My confessions. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's actually a perfect lead-in. And um, we, you know, when we come back from break, what I want to do with you, um, Pauline, is I want to talk. I want to shift a little bit mm-hmm. because um, this is a perfect lead-in to talking about that thirty-day reset. Yes. Know, resetting, mm-hmm. resetting our lives, um, getting that refreshing that we need. So, yeah. like I said, when we come back from break, we will look more closely at um, Pauline's book, Thirty Day Reset. Thank you for listening, everyone. And we'll be right back on the Primetime Power Show right here live on Primetime Power Radio. Welcome back, everyone. This is Tiffany Joyner, and I have returned with Miss Pauline Mendo to look more intently at her book, The 30-Day Reset. 
So let's really dive into the book now. Um, I'll admit I'm only on, I think, Daily Reflection 10, um, but I'm loving what I am reading so far. And I would like to ask you, where did the inspiration for this book come from? Well, um, as as you know, sometimes uh, things are normally um, produced uh, through experience, right? Yeah. Um, I had to be the reset. I literally had to walk this whole process out in my own life. And one of mm. the things that when I was going through the reset, you know, which I didn't know at the time, I had an inclination to look up the word. What is the reset? The reset means to be put back to your original position and place. And then the yeah. second meaning means to ha- um to um to put a broken bone back in its place where it's wow. disjointed. And the third mm-hmm. meaning is to put a piece of gem on a piece of jewelry. And when I when I read that, it blew my mind because. I could hear my spirit saying, I'm calling my people to a reset. There are three groups of people that I'm calling back, calling them back to their original place and position in their walk with me, in relationship to God, and those that have gone through the process of being broken, hallelujah, and those that have been disjointed. Now I'm putting them back and making them whole so that they too can be a conduit of healing to those that are broken, those that are disjointed, those that have been bruised, those that have hurt themselves. Hallelujah. Mm. And the third group of people have been the, the gem that's being put as a piece of jewelry that's being put on the jewelry is a gem that's been refined in the fire because a diamond, you know, it, it all of it has to go through the refiner's fire. And so I believe he said those are those that have gone through the fire and now they're ready to be put on display so that they can be a light, hallelujah, in a dark place. They can be used by me now because they have produced the fruit that is necessary and have passed the test, hallelujah, so that they can be the reset, hallelujah, to my to everyday people and to those that he's called called you to as a purpose um those that he's connected you to because sometimes we go through things and we don't understand why we go through those things but we're going through them because there is some people that you're going to meet down the road that you don't know and in order for you to be in a rightful place in a position emotionally uh spiritually you have to be able to uh to feel that person's infirmity you have to be able hallelujah to be effective, you have to be able to understand where that person's coming from, why they do what they do. And that's only going to happen after you've walked it out yourself. That Mm -hmm. qualifies you, just like someone that has had cancer and overcame cancer. That person has the authority to command the spirit of cancer to come out of a person because they had to walk it out themselves. And they are now a conduit of healing, hallelujah, to encourage, to exhort, and even to stand, hallelujah, to stand in the gap and to, to make intercession for that one that is suffering in those same afflictions right. and to show them how to how to come out uh, as pure gold how to how to have victory in those areas in their lives and so that's when that's how the the 30-day reset was birthed. I had to go through a reset. I was disjointed. I was, I was, you know, broken. Mm. I was torn down. Um, mm-hmm. I had made some poor choices in my life, and I was suffering the consequences 
yeah. to them. And so it was imperative that, you know, the Lord had to take me down that road to qualify. I had to bear the mark of a follower of Jesus Christ because Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice, was bruised, was wounded for our transgressions, all of that. He was beaten. He had to bear those infirmities. And as followers of Christ, we too have to be be able to bear the mark of believers, of, of those that believe in Jesus Christ. And you can't, you don't qualify to stand before a people and to say anything in his name if you don't bear the marks of the cross. Yes. In your and it's, it's, and yes. And it's interesting that you're saying that because, um, you know, I'm a writer myself and I find that best or the most powerful writing are are birth when you've experienced what what you're writing about. And actually that was one of my questions was, you know, when I was reading the daily reflections, I felt that as I was reading them, that you had personally experienced them, that it was from your heart. And from your heart, you were pouring out your experiences in those prayers, in those questions that you were asking, in those, um, I, I forgot what, what you call them. The, um, the reflections, the, the, the reflections, the declarations. Yeah. Yes. And all of those things, I felt that you were pouring out from your spirit what you had come through and what you had walked through. And um, it just felt that you were very close to what you were writing. Even though you didn't specifically or necessarily say that, um, I could just hear it in the writing itself. Yes, yes. And and, yes. and it was just, this is my journey. Um, this is what I walked through to become whole. Um, I'm not you know, I'm still a work in progress as we all have because we're all not, you know, there's not a person that's perfect. We're always going to be forever in the need of a savior. Um, there's not a place of arrival um, because there's always some type of work that has to happen. And so um, in this in this instance, um, it was a reset, a reset that I felt was um, was brewing in my spirit of my own and, and that I felt needed to be shared. Um, you know, whether you're going through a reset um, in your mind, whether you're going through a reset in your marriage, whether you have to be reset mm -hmm. from a divorce, right? Um, yeah. We all need a reset. We have to be rebooted. We have to be recharged, right? We have to, you know, God has to do a maintenance in us. Some of us have suffered through battles right and and when you when you look up the military term of reset um a woman that was a, a military uh personnel reached out to me and they said pauline i don't think you understand the depths of what the reset means because she said in the military she said we do a reset before we go back out to battle and all the uh, materials um the equipment mm -hmm. that they need has to be reset and it has to be um corrected it has to be you know any mm -hmm. any damage um uh, equipment that that the war has to be repaired um, um the inventory of those um equipment have to be reset so all of those things you know when when, when she said that I said wow she said you understand that the, that that god and then she says that that the order comes through the commander in chief yeah and, and i said mm. wow before they go back to battle, they have to be reset because they have to, um, you know, their equipment has to be polished. And, and I believe that is a clarion call to the body of Christ and even to the unbeliever, because I believe the world has gone through a reset. We, we are now living in a different reality. Yeah. And now we have to redo things and uh, completely different virtually. And so 
God is calling for his people to be reset. He wants you to yeah. be reset in your soul. He wants you to be reset in your mind. He wants you to be reset, you know, from, from any abuse that you experienced because you were in the battle. You chose, you know, you, you made it, might have made a poor choice or you've experienced some things, you know, and God wants to reset you. And so that's what the 30-day reset is about. Um, the book um, is, is, is equipped. It has, it has prayer points yeah. um, that you can just to guide you, you know, and then you can, it gives you space to kind of write out, uh, you know, your reflections on, on yeah, what, you know, questions. you're going through as a re right as a reset, and, and then there are declarations that you can use as a guide, and then you can add to those declarations and use them daily, you know, as yeah. you go through the book, and you can, you know, one one chapter you can stay in it by itself for almost a week. Because, you know, um, uh, you know, even though it's 30 days, this, you know, it depends on on how deep the wounds are, how how much, you know, of a reflection you need to take, right? On, on a self-inventory of yourself, of your life, of your marriage, of your relationships, of, uh, you know, of, of your business, of your ministry, of, you know, of yourself physically, your health. I mean, you know, I, I talk about health and wellness because that was something God has been dealing with, dealing with me even currently. He's like, I need you to change your diet. I need you working out. Yeah. I need you to be committed yeah. to getting up, you know, early in the morning and, and just committing an hour to doing cardio or walking. And yeah. then I want you to change your eating habits because you're worth it. You are the body. That's the only body you have. So you need to maintain it well. Hallelujah. Amen. And so that mm -hmm. was also on there. I'm like, yeah. you know, people are like, why well, would she put the reset in health and wellness? Because it's, you know, health and wellness, that's, you know, spiritual wealth too. It's, it's, it's wealth. Without right. having your health, you have no wealth because you you're sick you you know and, and there's a, a there's an imbalance and and I believe you know uh the Lord would have us to walk in, in law and, and and to fulfill the scriptures where it says he will mm. give you long life right he will satisfy yeah. you with long life it is your job to do the maintaining of your mind your soul and your body amen miss Mendo Pauline I should say um I just want to thank you so much tonight for sharing with us your ministry your transformation um, your experiences, um, your wonderful book, um, your 30-day reset, um, how that came about, how you were inspired to write that. Thank you so much for um, your sharing with us tonight. This is Tiffany Joyner, Time Time Power, and I just want to thank you again, Derek, for allowing me the opportunity to interview Pauline, and um, thank you everyone for listening. Have a good night. Thank you so much. And Pauline, before you go, if you could just share your information, how they can get your book and how they can get in contact with you before we wrap up. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yes. Hi, uh, my book can be um, purchased on my website at www.paulinemendo.com. Um, the book is also available on Amazon. Uh, you can just type in the 30 Day Soul Reset. It was um, it became um, number one best uh, newest book for Christian counseling uh, in the category and Amazon the first week it was released. And so I'm excited um, about it. And I believe it, it it's a, a manual that will forever change your life. Uh, again, um, I can also be found on Facebook at Pauline Mendo Ministry. I'm on Instagram as Pauline Mendo and Twitter, Pauline Tangono, at Pauline Tangono. And so those are uh, the places you can, the handles that you can find me. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. Great interview. Yeah.